0: Hey guys, it's Rachel Hollis and welcome to a special edition of the Rise podcast. Special because we're posting a bonus episode today on a Monday, surprise, to celebrate the fact that May is small business month. And if you are a small business owner or a medium-sized business owner, then this episode is for you. If you are a leader in an organization or maybe a leader in your family or your community, I think you'll probably find something inside of this one for you too. Because today I am talking about how to be a strong leader. I'm Rachel Hollis, and I've built a multi-million dollar media company with a high school diploma and the free information I found on the internet. In the 15 years that I've been building and scaling my company, I have become deeply passionate about helping other entrepreneurs to do the same. So each week, I'll be sharing tangible and tactical advice and inspiring interviews with the same intention. These are the tools to change your life and your business. This is The Rise Podcast. How to be a strong leader, especially in times that are uncertain or unsure, like right now. I am taping this episode in my home where I am in week four, or gosh, maybe it's five, they run together in my mind, of quarantine, which means that you may or may not hear a three-year-old Run by this room at any moment. We are doing the very best we can. I'm sure wherever you are, wherever you're listening to this at, you're probably doing the best you can too. One of the first things that you can do to be a strong leader is the ability to adapt and change. And I hope wherever this podcast finds you, you are in the midst of adapting and changing to the best of your ability. But if you want to hear some other ideas about how to be a strong leader, here are five, my five best pieces of advice for leadership. The first thing that I think is so important for strong leadership skills. And honestly, you guys, people have talked about leadership forever. I could regurgitate a lot of things that you have probably already heard. But what I think would be most helpful to you is if I shared what I think has made me a strong leader and how that strong leadership has shown up in my business to scale it from me being a solopreneur to owning a media company in Austin, Texas that I founded that now employs 60 people, as well as supports a ton of vendors and has products in big box retail and shows on major streaming services. We've done some really cool things, but none of that is possible without an incredible team and an incredible team is not possible without a strong leader. So here are some of the things that I have done that I think have made a massive difference. The first thing is the ability to be incisive and decisive. Incisive and decisive. Let's start with the idea of being incisive. The definition of incisive is a person or process that is intelligently analytical and clear in thinking. Intelligently analytical and clear in thinking. The second part is to be decisive, meaning you make a decision and you go. Now, I actually think that the most important thing that I can do as a leader is to make a decision and go. I am incredibly decisive, but I didn't wanna only share that idea because I think lots of people could be decisive, but have nothing to back it up and then end up getting to a world of hurt for themselves or their business. So before we get to the how to be decisive, we have to talk about how you can make an intelligent decision. When it's time to pivot, when it's time to go in a direction, when you're launching a new product, when you're hiring someone, for me, the key, the intelligently analytical and clear thinking process is all about research. I have spent the last almost 17 years learning every part of my business inside and out I have read every book I can get my hands on. I have listened to podcasts just like this one. I have watched YouTube videos. I go to business conferences. I've searched for mentors. And here's the crazy thing, you guys. I didn't just do that once, and I didn't just do that on one area. I continue to arm myself with information again and again and again over the years. Now, I happen to be inside of an industry media that is constantly changing and evolving because of technology and the world around us. But regardless of what business you're in, you need to ever be evolving in your knowledge of that business. So the first step is researching and having the information so that when you need to make a decision, you can do it with as much forethought and as much insight as you possibly can. But here's the thing, and this is where I think people get this wrong. You're never going to have all the information. No matter what you try and do, you will never, ever, ever have enough research, enough information to make the perfect choice. You just can make the best decision with what you've got in front of you right now. Five years from now or 10 years from now, you'll be able to look back and know, oh man, actually, if I'd gone on this path, that might've done something. And thank goodness I didn't do that. But right now you have to make a decision with what you've got. This is where people get it so off. Either they make a decision and just assume that it doesn't really matter because if I make a decision and the team heads in that direction, we can always change our direction and go again. And I totally disagree with that. My business has pivoted many times over the years and right now in what's going on, we definitely are pivoting because of quarantine and the virus and how that affects our day-to-day lives. But if you are the leader who is constantly changing the goals that you've put in front of your team, if you're constantly giving them direction and then six weeks later moving the target, it is incredibly disheartening for your team. It's also probably why you're not getting the traction that you wish that you were. It is not great leadership. A great leader does the research, makes the decision, and goes. Here's the deal. You are never gonna know if the other choice would have been the right one. If you're doing your life and if you're running your business in the right way, you will never know whether or not the other decision would have been better because you will figure out whatever decision you make. It is so much more powerful for you to just go, you know what guys, to the best of my ability, I think we should go right. And then you full steam ahead, get everybody moving in the direction of right and you make right work. You make this thing that you've picked, you make it work. And you never wonder if left was the better option. You never sit around and like gripe or cry about maybe we should have gone left. You make a decision and you go incisive and decisive. It matters. It matters for you. It matters for your team. It matters for the energy that you can put behind it. So do whatever research you can arm yourself with as much information as possible and then just choose. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet related mishaps come its way, The leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Debit card users, listen up. Transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. The second piece of advice that I think is so essential for a leader is to never let them see you run. Now, that's sort of a funny little way of saying, don't let your team see you sweat. Don't let your team see you nervous. Don't let your team see you unsure. I say never let them see you run because when I first started out as an entrepreneur, I was a wedding planner and I used to have assistants or coordinators or interns who would help me with some of the events. And I only had one rule if you were assisting me at an event and that was to never let a guest see you run because if you're at a wedding and all of a sudden you see the wedding planner, like, sprinting through the church, even if that wedding planner is sprinting through the church because she's filled with joy or because he's so excited to tell the bride that she's beautiful or because, 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 it doesn't matter why the wedding planner's running. If you see that as a guest or God forbid, if you see that as the couple getting married, your immediate reaction is that something is wrong. And so the rule was no matter what happened, we walk We walk calmly. And in fact, even today, if you come to one of our live events, the staff that I work with now knows the same rule. No matter what is going on, we give off the perception of we have it all together. Everything's okay. That's what a leader does. As a wedding planner, it was my job to protect the integrity and the joy of what the wedding day was for my clients. Even if behind the scenes, like the room was on fire and the cake fell over, no matter what was happening, my job was to protect the clients from that. Likewise, as a leader, your job is to protect your team from your worry and your anxiety and your fear. That is something that you can talk about with your partner. That is something you can talk about with trusted advisors. If you have a core group of senior level executives that you know that they can handle that kind of conversation, then that's where that shows up. But never, never, never should people who are more junior or reporting into you know if you're having a bad day. It's not their job to worry. That is the responsibility that you took on when you took on the mantle of leadership. Look, leadership is not for everyone. Entrepreneurship is definitely not for everybody. But if you've decided to take it on, the price of admission is that you have a willingness to look out for your team. You almost have to think of it like if you were a parent, I have four kids and there is no way that even whatever's going on in the world and there's a pandemic and we're in quarantine and our kids certainly know what's going on, but they will never know how much anxiety I've had about this time. They will never know the fear. They will never know the moments where I have cried. In the same way, the people on my team do not have to worry about what it means to run a business that has a huge portion of revenue in the live event space. And suddenly we can't do live events anymore. That's not the team's job to worry about. That's my job. I take that on. And so I think that if you're willing to get the accolades of leadership, if you're willing to get the bigger salary, if you're willing to get the perks, if you're willing to get the perception of being the boss and being the founder and being these things, then the price of admission is your willingness to be responsible for these people in your care. And they cannot effectively do their jobs if they're worried that their boss is about to have a meltdown. So never let them see you run. And maybe you hear that and you're like, okay, but I'm human. Rachel, I am human and I am struggling and this is hard. Dude, I hear you. And so my third piece of advice, and maybe you'll roll your eyes because you're like, oh, that sounds like a cheesy thing to say. No, it's not. It's literally the best piece of advice. If you didn't listen to anything else I said about strong leadership, listen to this next point. If you want to be strong for the team, you have to be strong for yourself, meaning you have to take care of yourself. You have to. Now more than ever, you cannot pour out from an empty cup. If you are giving all of your energy away, if you are working nonstop, if you're like me and you're working out of your house, so now your work is actually in your home and so it's very easy to just sit here all day and do all the things, you are going to burn out. You're not going to have anything left. And if you have a family that's counting on you, you're definitely not going to have anything left for them. You have to take care of yourself. That looks like staying hydrated, literally drinking water, yes, yes. I'm using a podcast to advise you to make sure that in order to be a strong leader, you need to be drinking water. You need to stop doing things that you know are not great for you. Having a ton of sugar, getting super wired on caffeine. You need to get sleep. You need to move your body every day. You want to feel mentally strong? Do something every day that makes you feel physically strong. If you take care of yourself, you will be so much more capable of taking care of your team. The fourth thing that you can do to be a strong leader is learn from the best. I, sort of joking, for years used to say that I had the biggest mentors in the world. I was mentored by, you know, Steve Jobs and Tony Robbins and Dave Ramsey and Michael Dell like I was I was mentored by all these huge people not because they even knew who I was but because I would go do research and find every single thing that they had ever created or talked about or shared about building a business and I would use that to educate myself. You know they say that you are an amalgamation you're sort of a mashup of the five people that you surround yourself with most. Well I have been an entrepreneur for almost 17 years. I didn't grow up in a world with social media. I didn't grow up in a place where you could easily go access a book online. I didn't have podcasts early on in my entrepreneurial journey. And so I had to just go find books and go watch videos and go do everything. Like, did anyone ever listen to something on CD or on tape Like That's how I was learning back in the day, you guys. I did whatever I could to give myself access to the information that other people had. I'm super blessed today that I actually get to meet some of those heroes and that I get to work with them or maybe even get real life advice from some of them. But I still today am doing the same thing. I am reading all the time. All the time I am reading nonfiction books, most especially written by people who have done something that I'm really trying to do. So I don't just sort of go, what's the best business book? I'll go read that. I specifically look for books that will advise me on something that I'm struggling with in my business. So if I'm trying to find a solution in marketing, I'm going to go do a bunch of research and read books that speak to that. If I'm trying to learn how to be a better manager or be more productive, then I'm going to look for content along those lines. I'm incredibly intentional because I don't have a lot of time, just like I'm sure you don't have a lot of time. We don't have time to waste, but I want to learn from the best. and so So as long as I've been in business, I have done this and it is how I know to do what I know to do. I have built a massive company and I have done it through Google, truly. Everything that I know, I learned for free. I rented books at the library. Now I have the option of having the internet and all of the incredible content that's available there. Everything that you want to know about your business exists online for free. That is just real. The question is, are you willing to do the work? I am working to learn about my business. I'm working as hard on that today as I ever have in my life. I have never stopped learning. I have never stopped growing. That's why the business has continued to grow with me. So right now, whatever it is you're struggling with as a leader, I promise you there is at least one book in the world that will change your entire business, but it's up to you to figure out what that book is. It's going to be different for every listener. But there is something out there that will help you change your mindset or your thought process or a process in your business that will give you resources, that will give you revenue, that will create a runway for you or a partnership for you that you never saw coming. So do the work. Be willing to do the work to find the answer. I am taking my four children away this weekend. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. The next thing that I think you can do to be a strong leader is master your emotions. If you have worked as hard and as long as I have to build this thing, Man, something can hit me on the right day, and I want to beat someone up. I really do. Like, if I'm hormonal enough, or if I'm tired enough, or I'm working hard, and some, you know, someone just like the straw that broke the camel's back, that can be me. And so I've had to do things to learn to control my emotions because it really is true. Oftentimes, I will look back, and the thing that I was so fired up about literally does not matter. There's another quote, and I'm not even—I don't even know who says this, and I'm not gonna look it up because it'll probably end up being another fake thing. But um, if it's not gonna matter six weeks from now, it probably doesn't matter right now. Like if you're freaking out about something that's going on in your life, or you're really mad because someone on your team messed something up, or you feel like they're not getting it, whatever it is, you get to that sort of very high level. If you're feeling yourself really frustrated, if you can just step back and ask yourself. If this will actually matter six weeks from now, 99% of the time, the answer is no. This is something you are fired up about today, right now, today, because of whatever's going on in your life or your business, or you're in quarantine, or you're super stressed out, or you're struggling, or whatever. Is this something that is real and lasting that I need to really dig in and figure out and so it's worth my time and emotion? Or is this something that's situational and because it's situational it's going to go away and therefore I can't allow it to affect me. I love that quote because I love the idea that if, if words can control you, then anyone can control you. Can we all just sit with that for a second? If words can control you, then anyone can control you. That is so powerful And as a leader, you have to be able to rise above those emotions so that you can be clear-headed, so that you can be incisive and decisive, so that you can take your team in the direction that they need to go. And that is definitely not going to happen if you're freaking out about something stupid. So master your emotions. One of the ways, this, this might sound weird, but one of the ways that I have learned to do this is to intentionally put myself in a situation where I know I would normally have an emotional response, and I will go into that situation already with a plan of how I'm gonna stay calm and what I'm gonna do, and I'm sort of training my nervous system to stay calm. I'm training my nervous system not to react to this family member that I know is triggering for me or this situation that can be very frustrating. And so I've learned to train myself out of the very highest high negative emotions so that they don't have the ability to affect what I'm doing. Earlier in my career as an entrepreneur, I hate to even say this, but maybe some of you have done this too, I would respond in anger, Meaning someone would send me an email, like let's say a partner or uh, a client even, and I would be so frustrated. And at the very least, they might be able to infer from my tone that I was annoyed. And at the very most, sometimes I would respond so quickly, like I would read it and then I'd be like, well, I'm going to tell Sheila what is up. And then I would type out an aggressive punching the keyboard email back to Sheila and send it and then realized that I had read the email wrong. Like I had read the email through the lens of whoever knows what from my past saying that Sheila was trying to take advantage of me or Sheila was being disrespectful. And then now I look like an idiot because I've responded in anger. So I've learned to wait and I've learned to ask myself if this is something that will matter later and I've learned to let things go. I mean, I think that's probably a really good piece of advice for how to be a strong leader is to be a humble leader and to admit when you do things that you're embarrassed about that you shouldn't have done when you make mistakes when you made the wrong choice when you responded in anger to someone on your team or or maybe even when you're you did get emotional and your team saw that you were really anxious and you stressed them out or whatever it was the ability to be humble and admit that you're human, and that you struggle, and that you make mistakes too, I think is so important for your team to see because you're modeling that great behavior. But I also think, and it's an important distinction to remind yourself of again and again, that you also don't know it all. That even with all of these years of research and learning and trying hard and figuring it out, you still are growing. You still will make mistakes. You still have, God willing, a lifetime in front of you where you get to keep trying. And you having that humility for yourself is such a powerful reminder that you still have a long way to go. And if you have a long way to go, it means that you'll probably still make some mistakes week over week, right? But it also means that there is a ton of opportunity for you to level up. The last thing that I will tell you that I think is so important for being a strong leader is the ability to pivot. Now, earlier I talked about this idea of, I don't think that it's wise or healthy for your team or your company if you're constantly moving the target, changing the direction, changing what the company is doing. But there are certain times in life, we are in one of them right now. I am recording this in April of 2020, which means we are right in the midst of COVID-19 and the pandemic, and that has fundamentally changed the market. I know that other business owners like me are struggling at the very least, right? And some people are losing their companies, some people have had to furlough their teams. Even if you are one of the companies that is actually doing better than you ever have before, maybe you want a grocery store and you're killing it right now, even in that you're going to have to pivot. So there are moments in life where what you thought it was going to be is not what it is. And the longer you take whining about what was, the longer you take feeling sorry for yourself, the longer you take wishing that it was something different is the more ground and the more traction that you lose. It's why I started off talking about this idea of being decisive because I think for so many of you, the best hope that you have for making it through this new market and this new world is to pivot quickly, is to focus on what you can do. And I am speaking as someone who has led their company. I've done this for a long time. So I have survived 2008 and 2009. I know what it means to lay people off. I know what it means to... Barely make it. I know what it means to dip into personal finance in order to cover payroll. I know what it means to do anything and everything you can for cash flow because cash flow means that your employees get to pay rent this month. I know. So I'm speaking as someone who has in her arsenal this experience. And the thing that I know to be true, when I look at what happened to my company in 08, And when I'm looking at what's going on for Hollis Co. right now in 2020, it is the ability to very quickly let go of what was and start gaining traction in what is. There is still opportunity here. There is still life here. There are still customers here. Whatever it is you do, there is a way but you have to be willing to fight for it. You have to do that research. You have to start digging. You have to raise your hand and ask for help. You have to admit to yourself and probably to others that this is going to be bumpy for a minute. You have to be incisive and decisive. You have to be strong. You have to take care of yourself so that you have the energy and the power that you need to navigate the next six months. Listen, There are people right now, there are leaders in business and there are business owners who will not make it through this. And in some cases, they could have. You and I know that's true. There will be people who are so paralyzed by fear that they can't make any moves and they can't make any decisions. And so they just stay stuck and they lose it. They lose the business. They lose the team. I'm not saying that to be heartless or harsh. If you're a leader, you can handle the truth. The truth is not every leader will make it to the other side of this. Not every leader is strong enough. But if you are listening to this podcast, it's because you want to be strong enough. You believe in your heart you are strong enough to take your team or your family to the next level. And that looks like you figuring it out. Nobody knows the answers right now. Nobody knows exactly what to say or how to say it or exactly how to market or what to do because nobody has ever lived through what we're living through today. But there are clues. There are people who have led through crisis before. There are insights about how companies have navigated when the economy is in trouble. There are companies who have dealt with the number of people who are out of work. There are ways You have to find them. You have to believe that you are capable and then you have to do the work to find them. There's that old saying that only the strong survive. And when it comes to running a business, that is the truest of the true. It's in times like these that real leaders are made. There's a lot of people who like to call themselves entrepreneurs. It became sexy in the last few years to be an entrepreneur and to put that in your Instagram bio. But there are real business owners listening to this. I know that there are real business owners just like me who are worried about the people that are in their care. They are worried about their teams. And so we have to find a way to be strong enough for them. I want to encourage you to continue on this journey. I want you to, to encourage you to keep reading, keep listening, keep learning because the answers are out there. Surround yourself with media from positive leaders who are giving you good advice and encouraging wisdom, not making you more fearful. You can do this. You are doing it. I know that you're doing it and you're like, no, but Rachel, like I'm freaking out and I'm scared. Yeah, but you're still here. You're still here. And if you're still here, then you still have the ability to affect change. If you're still here, you are strong enough to get there.